0: You know, the tongue's kind of an interesting tool that God's given us in the human body. I had to have mine clipped when I was five years old. I didn't speak till I was five. And as I've told you before, my dad would say to all his friends, and the boy is not shut up since we had his tongue clipped. Little did my dad know, well, he did, he, he knew I was a preacher, but he just never got to be a part of this journey. But not talking to your five, I I, I laugh when I think today that up to five years of age, if you came to our house, my favorite place was to go under the bed so I didn't have to encounter people. Is that not hilarious how God changes us? Now I cannot wait to see people and run to them as they run away from me. The tongue. I know a lot about this subject because I have many, many words. As I have told you, I am verbose, loquacious, talkative over the top give you a headache sometimes I just love to talk my best grade in school was not conduct and we'll leave it alone how many of you I'm just curious how many of you did really good academically but sometimes when they had those conduct grades it was a little less than great performance raise your hands high wait a minute I want to look good yeah I can see it oh Dr. Schaffner I see it who else over here oh come on who had bad conduct grades over here I know you did, Jimmy. There's no way around it. Yeah, isn't that great? Anyway, our tongue. We're going to talk about our speech today, our language. And this is a topic, as I've talked through the book of James, we had to address the tongue. Uh, My friend Ray Johnston did it on a video here a few years ago. But I'm going to hit it maybe from a different angle that I'm going to try to walk through the Proverbs, and then we'll look at some other passages. So I just want you to get ready because I've got a lot of Scripture. And the great thing about it is today, you could go home this afternoon and begin to look and dig more this week or have devotions this week about our speech i still remember as a little kid i was over at my friend's house playing and their niece was there and this little girl was extremely sassy and she liked to say words that were not edifying you know what i'm talking about and i never will forget the day over at the greer's house that the mom the grandmother said tammy come here she called the little girl over and says did what did you say and the little girl repeated it verbatim for what she had just said it was very very rude very offensive then grandmama did this and i'll never forget it and i thought about it this week she said tammy come here we're going to the bathroom she went to the bathroom and she got the biggest pile of soap you've ever seen and she began to wash her granddaughter's mouth out with soap and so much that she began to foam and i laughed i went outside and wet my pants laughing i thought that was so funny I've always heard people threaten to wash your mouth out with soap, and I saw a woman do it in the 60s. How many of you have ever had your mouth washed out with soap? Wow, it's called abuse. But I think it got that little girl's attention. Now, we we laugh at that, and we think about, okay, speech, patterns, and sometimes our speech is not edifying. But right across the very top of your worship guide, look at it, turn over there with me, and circle this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue literally sets hell on fire. Our tongue literally sets forth the praises, the magnification of Jesus. And with our same tongue that we speak ill of others, we speak praise and worship to God. And yet that verse just says simply death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the tongue is, our speech is so powerful. And we all know that's nothing new. Look at the message truth there in the box. The battle for purity of the mouth, it starts in the heart. The, the speech is always an overflow of the heart. How many times have you and I said, I didn't mean it. I, no, you, you did mean it. It was what was in your heart. Here's what you meant to say. I didn't mean to verbalize it out loud that you might hear it. I was thinking it. Have, this week, I'm just curious, how many of you have had thoughts that were less than edifying to the person in your realm of life and and you had some horrible thoughts all of us and i won't ask you how many exercised that and you didn't have self-control and you went man if i hadn't have said that i would still have a friend or i wouldn't be in trouble but why would a, mo- a mother wash a little girl's mouth out with soap because she was trying to get her attention i guess but if you look at scripture over at matthew 15 11, and we're going to predominantly be in the proverbs as we finish up the Proverbs study this morning I just want you to hear this, Proverbs 15, 11, if you're taking notes. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles man. It's always the internal, it's the expression of what's in the heart. And, you know, Jesus says, I want to, I want to give you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will be rivers, tributaries of living water that will flow up and flow out of you. And that's what God wants for us as Christ followers. But then sometimes we have that evil, unclean speech patterns unwholesome corrupt talk that just somehow makes it up the pathway to our lips across our tongue we speak it out loud and it damages so many times Jesus just said it one day he goes we'll know a tree by its fruit and there's some bad trees there's some bad fruit and there's some good fruit so you and I just have to examine and go yeah pretty much I have some good fruit in my life and my my words bear forth to that. But then occasionally I speak words that are just not honoring. They they get me in trouble with my spouse. They get me in trouble with my kids, with my boss, with my friends. And I wish I could begin to get a bridle and not have this rottenness of flesh come out. So words are, are wonderful. Words are awesome. Words are a gift from the Father. And those words that God gives us, they allow us to write and they they allow us to speak forth encouraging, affirming words to other people that we all want to have. And when we encourage somebody, when we edify another person, we basically, we build up confidence in them. And they're stronger because of what we said. And I I found this out over my life. We increase joy in our hearts, but we increase joy in others when we speak good words. And the church said, I mean, everybody likes to be praised. Everybody likes to be affirmed and, and celebrated and spoken into. But then we have those words that are derogatory, and they're extremely decadent, and they just take us down a path, and it's like sewage, and no, they're, they're toxic. And those words hurt us. And if we're, if we would think this morning, we could probably remember some words that have been spoken to us this month, this year, over our life. And I talk to people all the time that have said, man, this was spoken over to me as a child. And I play this tape in my prayers that today God would renew and restore that which the locust has eaten, and He would give you new thoughts about yourself. Amen? Because some of you heard some horrible things that people said. Man, your parents, they, they were messed up. They were dysfunctional at their best. Your grandparents, or whoever, or your coach, or your teacher. But then you had those people in your life, and oh my goodness, when they spoke, you listened, you pulled in. For me, it was Coach Steve Sullivan. There's an 11- and a 12-year-old baseball player. I played baseball for him. This man and his wife, they didn't have kids, and they loved teenagers, and they coached our ball team. He drove a cool El Camino, I might add. I just dated the rip out of myself, didn't I, Mark Hartley? But he got a new one every year. And I remember he, would, he believed in me, and he told me he believed in me, and he was speaking to my life. And then I found out, fast forward many years later, he was a very successful businessman. And then I found out he became a pastor, and I thought, And I never really understood totally why he spoke these words in the young boys, because he believed in us. He believed we had potential. And you probably have people like that. Of course, then I could go down the whole realm, and I won't do it today. But when we speak positive words over there, they just seem to elevate people. If you get real negative, you ever walked into a room and the conversation is negative, I mean, it's going south really fast, and you come in and you participate, and it's over. Or you come in and you just listen, and if you ever just felt kind of dirty, like, man, I just want to go take a shower. That conversation was so toxic, was so down, so depressing. I'm in a funk, I'm going home. You're like, yeah, man, like every day, brother, when I go to work, when I go to school. And I think God's calling us as ambassadors for Christ to have speech, not that we're some Pollyanna, not that we're some person that doesn't understand that we need to be truthful and honest, but we do purpose in our hearts to say, God, give us good words. I love to exhort, but then I find out that I get on this other path I have in the last several years. I don't know what's happened. Really, my spiritual gifts is encouragement, exhortation, but I find as a leader and attacks, I find that there's an enemy against my soul and yours, and that I, that I battle for my speech patterns. And so, in my prayer walks in the mornings, I'll just say, Jesus, I need to be more positive because people need to hear the good news of the gospel. Amen? And I'm not talking about everybody, everything feels good. Like everybody, you know, if everybody's dying around, everybody's crashing, you're just walking in like you don't have a clue. That's not what I'm saying. But you're positive, you're, you're, you're finding noble, excellent, praiseworthy words to speak to god to speak to people around you that make a difference not denying the reality Um, words are powerful aren't they they inspire they destroy but i always love to run around those people man that just inspire me They, they motivate me i've got a friend in birmingham alabama his name's glenn draper this guy is one of the deepest followers of jesus i've ever met he's memorized major sections of the new testament and he's got, he's had cancer, he's had to overcome that, and he had to go to MD Anderson, and have this major surgery, and I just love to talk to him, or get a text from him, it's just a, it's just like this, this life, man, the spirit just exudes, even over text, and when I'm with him, I, I want to be more like the savior that he worships, yeah, you, you have those kind of people in your life, like they're just so incredibly positive, but you know, our words are always, just write this down. This is not in your notes, but I think it'll help. Our words are always a choice. We always can choose that which we speak. We can choose to speak well to our mate. We can choose to speak well to our kids, to our employer, to those around us. Or we can choose to speak things that are ill and negative and destructive. And man, we know. Listen to Proverbs 21, 23. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. You know, that's one of the big things we're going to talk about today is just a guard. God, give us a guard over our heart give us a guard over our over our lips over our tongue lord that we could speak about you in matthew we we talked about in matthew 12 listen to this either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is known by its fruit for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks god what is abundant in my life is it worship is it is it christ is it his life Or is it my flesh speaking? Because, man, that always gets me in trouble, and I I assume it probably gets you. Listen to Psalm 141.3. Write this one down. This is a great one, Psalm 141.3. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep a watch over the door of my lips. Lord, help me this afternoon or tomorrow to speak some words that somebody needs to hear. You know, I, I think about it this way. When you and I leave a conversation or some people, do they feel better because we were with them? Do they feel lifted up? Do they feel affirmed in Christ? Or do they just feel destroyed or or downtrodden or depressed a little bit because of what I've deposited in their life? Man, I've studied these scriptures over the years. And just this week as I was beginning to go back over and study and study, I kept saying, Lord, I can never preach on the tongue enough because I blow it. Can I just tell you, I want to be so transparent. You're like, man, we already know that. I just blow this so much, and I so want my words to be fitting for the court of heaven. Do you want to do that, church? That wasn't convincing. Church, do you want your words to reflect the goodness of God? Yeah. I mean, don't you want to be around people, but man, they just exude life supernaturally. And you're like, man, I'm drawn to that. Or do you want to be people, around people that are in a gum toxic sex pool and you feel like crap, skip skip crud, something. like you feel, I don't know, something. You, you don't, are any kids in here still? Okay, you, you, you just feel bad. It's not worthy, it didn't feel good when you, when you leave their presence. And you just wonder, man, what's going on in their heart? So we dedicate our hearts and our minds and our tongues to the Lord. Hebrews just tells us, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. When we choose praise, we sacrifice other things that, Lord, I don't want to be a part of slander here today. I don't want to gossip. I don't don't want to uh, hurt somebody, but Lord, I want to honor you. I want to be conscious and, and sensitive to your spirit. Can you just make a quick note? Lord, make me sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, check me. I gotta tell you, if you ever ask the Holy Spirit to check you, He's gonna check you anyway, but when you ask Him to check you and check in with you, uh, He'll show you, like, man, that was not awesome, that was not encouraging to any of your friends today. So wise speech, that's what I've called today, I was thinking about it, requires mindful attention to the words I speak. Lord, help me and my friends to slow down. Help us to try to speak words that will be crafted under the control of the Holy Spirit some of you do this extremely well and I want to applaud you man good job some of you are like me you're a little quick with tongue you're a little verbose the Bible says be quick to be quick to listen and be slow to yeah man i've shared that verse here many times and i'm still struggling with that like lord i need to be slow because lord if i'm slow to speak and when i speak and i speak directed and controlled by the spirit bridled by the spirit you get some glory out of that god but you know i was reading this it says often people who are verbally abusive have personality diseases of insecurity inferiority helplessness and hopelessness and it's true because usually it's, it's, that, it's, it's what's in the heart, it's, the, it's that abundance of what's in there, that's what overflows. So if there's negativity or I'm inferior or I'm helpless or I'm threatened or I'm attacked, that, that tends to come out. But man, if there's joy and love and grace and that's filling my heart, that's the deposit that I've made in my heart this moment, this day, man, that, that comes out of the life and God's like, man, this is good to edify, to build up, to not tear down words that are centered on christ they're centered not on necessarily grumbling and complaining if if we're being honest today since i'm talking about speech some of us enjoy complaining don't we some of us enjoy grumbling remember the old testament when they're out wandering in the wilderness and they had moses as a great leader and they grumbled and grumbled i'm thinking man you're talking about a tough job can you imagine leading a couple million people that grumbled all the time you're saying keith I leave three people in my office and they grumble all the time. Keith, I go to school and I got a class, all my classmates, they grumble. Man, I grumble. I look in the mirror and go, hey, grumble, what are you doing? God, help us. Help us to edify you. Help us to honor you. And then I just want you to, you, you look there in the middle of this thing, you're like, man, what is this? Are you going to read all these verses? There's no way. I'm going to give you these verses. I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you more ammunition that you're going to walk out of here today. you're like, I can, I've got the word on speech, I just got to figure out how to, listen to foolish speech. Proverbs 10, 14. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. And do you know people that babble, and don't say me, please, I know. Do you, that wasn't funny, Charles. Do you know any people that babble, they invite disaster? Listen to 14, 13, 14, 3. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats him, but the words of the wise keep them safe proverbs 14 23 work brings profit but mere talk leads to poverty you ever employed somebody and all they did was talk you went quit talking and do a little bit more work okay you maybe never managed anybody proverbs fifteen two, the tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness i like the way the nlt puts that that's pretty graphic isn't it proverbs eighteen seven, the mouths of fools are they're ruined they trap themselves with them lips they trap themselves with their lips isn't it amazing that these lips this tongue your tongue your speech it can edify it can set you free or it can trap you in every relationship father son mother daughter employer employee church leaders church people just just walk through some realm of life and go man that's what happens my words trap me i said some stuff i shouldn't have said you know i wish i would have listened and then i think about the whole boasting section we could talk about boasting in proverbs 2014 the buyer haggles over the price saying it's worthless but then after he says it's worthless then he goes and brags because he got a bargain (laughs) so foolish the scripture admonishes us not to be prideful not to be boastful except to boast in the excellent name of jesus and then Proverbs 27 1 through 2 don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what that day is gonna bring let someone else praise you not your own mouth a stranger not your own lips and the thing about these these little statements these little pithy statements that come from Proverbs they're so full of truth and God would you give us the ability as a faith family to fill ourselves with Scripture to fill ourselves with the Word of Christ that we can walk in a manner worthy that that honors you the lord And we're not having to repent so much because we've not spoken so impulsively in situations you know uh, there in your bibles i've been giving you all these verses but right now i'm just going to go through some in chronological order totally look at proverbs ten thirty one through 32 this comes out of esv i'm kind of going out of the in new living translation i'm going to esv but listen The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, wicked what is perverse. The lips of the righteous, that's the children of God. That's the ones that walk in fellowship with Christ. They know what is right. Proverbs 12, 18. There is one whose rash words are like a sword that thrusts, but the tongue, I love this, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. If you see that in your Bible, you ought to circle that word healing or, or write it in the margin there, healing. Man, that's the words I want to, when, when I'm in relationship with people, I want them to go, man, when you speak, there's healing. You know, people come to me for counseling, and, I, and, I, and I, I hear a lot of stories in my biggest prayers that somehow, Jesus, I am so unworthy, but help me to speak truth and help me to speak hope and help me to speak your word to others that they might have to make a response to you I love when people would leave they'll they'll take a deposit of, of the word or a nugget from God and their lives are changed by the power of the Holy Spirit man that that's awesome then there's those that you try to speak into their life and you try to bring healing and and, and I always come back to this I, I tell people this all the time I go do you want to get well Jesus said one day do you want to be whole I, I found that some people just want to stay in the counselor's office for the rest of their life They just want to stay messed up. But I don't know about you. How about you, church? Do you want to go forth to healing and to wholeness in Jesus' name? Yeah, man, that's where I'm going. I don't want to be back here, man, in this depressed funk, man, where I just stay there. Man, God help us. Proverbs 12, 25, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. There's that thing that we talked about, God is good today. In a good word, when we speak a word that is good and noble and right, and righteous man it's it's right listen to proverbs 15 1 through 2 a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger the tongue of the wise commends knowledge but the mouths of fools pours out folly a soft how many times have you been in a conversation and if you could just check in with the holy spirit and somehow respond with a soft answer you got delivered from a lot of trouble but if you don't check in And you speak forth out of the flesh the opposite happens man i've got so many here today i could just go through verse after verse and i see in proverbs 25 11 through 12 a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver like a gold ring or an ornament of gold as a wise reprover to a listening ear god give us that kind of speech and what i'm talking about today i don't think anybody here has the ability to do what i'm saying outside the goodness and the mercy in the grace of Jesus, and being filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Now, I know I meet some people sometimes, man, they're just, they just have really good speech patterns. It's just kind of their personality. Like I meet some people sometimes, and they just don't ever say anything negative, and they just, they're just so good about everything, and I just go, really? I mean, do you ever ha- ever run anybody like that? You're like, really? Man, your car just blew up, and that's all you could go with. Man, it, I probably needed a new one. I'm like man your tires just blew off going down the interstate there's nothing good about that because i'm just not as mature as in my guess, and i gotta go figure it out and say like, god I, I gotta trust you in this because god you are good you are faithful and i'm going to trust you all right so listen to. Th- there's a quote i think it's going to come up here washington irving i didn't know him the tongue is the only tool that gets sharper with use i thought that was pretty good yeah i didn't like it all right if you ever work with tools you ever work outside your shovel or whatever what happens after you've used it a whole bunch man it gets dull your axe you ever cut a tree with a dull axe you beat it to death our tongue sarcasm can i just tell you there's no place for sarcasm in the body of christ and the church said wait a minute and the church said i hear it all the time pastor i have the gift of sarcasm i go "Oh, help us jesus i understand sometimes it's funny but at the end of the day it's insecurity and it's just, it's just not healthy. And it just gets sharper the more we use it. And the more I cut people, the better I can do it. Just gets, I get sharper at it. We get sharper, we get more proficient in our sin. Scripture's trying to drive us from sin. But let's, let's look here at the heart of this, this morning. Three prayers for us to pray. I, I love this. With our words, we build up, we tear down. We keep talking about it. But look at the first one. Lord, may my words be guarded. I'm going to give you three G's today. It's going to be real easy. If you remember these three G's, it might help you and me. I'm praying it's going to help me. I, I need help. How many of you turn to the person next to you and go, do you need help? Just turn to the person next to you and say, do you need help with this? Turn to them. Now, respond back to me and tell me what they said. What did they say? Oh, okay. I just want you to know, no, I don't need help with this, Pastor. Man. I got a damn. I'm so sarcastic. I'm just going to bust you out right now. like, right, please help me, Jesus. We used to have this kid we've had a lot of kids come through here so nobody would know it's a kid one time come to our house and she told me this one night she goes you know what she goes pastor i have the gift of sarcasm and i invited her not to come back you know no no no. we we just talked about it's really not edifying okay so listen to this lord may my words be guarded and i think lord guard my words david listen to what 141 3 psalm 141 3 set a watch O oh lord before my mouth keep the door of my lips i need god to guard my work to guard my lips i'm not powerful enough i'm weak and i keep saying it you and me we probably just continually yield submit to the holy spirit look at the second one here it's good lord may my words be guided lead direct give guidance here to my words lord guide my speech patterns guide what i what i'm wanting to say and what i should say i mean sometimes you need to speak a word of rebuke and correction in in mature in the love of christ sometimes you need to speak a word of hope and encouragement sometimes you need to, i don't know what the word is i don't know the situation you're in but i know the holy spirit knows and and people are looking for christians to have answers and to speak first samuel 319 it says, it is said of the prophet Samuel that the Lord did not let any of his words fall to the ground because his words came from God. They went directly to the target. I love it when I know somebody's in fellowship with God strong and they speak a word and it just pierces my heart and it That's a weird sound. It just blows up. It's like, man, that was truth. It's like those praise grenades I tell you about when we the five albums we've done here over the 21 years and I told you, open up that Praise Grenade the worship album and praise it. it you see what I'm saying. Okay, let's keep going. Going to our hearts, speaking truth, guided by God, asking him, "Lord, would you work through my mouthpiece today?" Because somebody, somebody needs to hear from you. And look at the third one. I, I love this. "Lord, may my words be grace-filled." In the end, Lord Am I filled with lots of grace? In Colossians, I'm going to jump out of Proverbs for just a minute and give you Colossians 4, 6, and listen to it. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Oh, God, do that for me. I do that for my friends. Help our speech to be laced and filled with lots of grace. I love grace-filled Christians, not abusive grace, just grace from the throne of the Father, grace that's greater than my sin and your sin, grace that speaks life, that's, uh, that's most needed, homes and hearts and marriages. I just think how many marriages would heal up this week if, if we could practice this one thing and say, God, give us grace-filled speech. You know, premarital you know, people come to me for that and do weddings, and man, those are fun. They come in there. They're so in love, and they want instruction, and, it, and it's a happy time. And then people come in when they're in trouble, and it's not so happy. I mean, one time I had a staff member here, and they, they came to me. and go, man, what do you do with people back there? They come out of here, and those girls look kind of rough. Their makeup's all running down their face and mascara. I said, well, we got a little Kleenex box, and we just try to unpack what they're going through, and I said, man, the spirit of God gets a hold of them sometimes, and he, he begins to change and he convicts and people repent, and I see, I see lives change and I, like, oh, okay. I was just wondering what you did, man. They, most people they don't walk out of there laughing, they walk out of there,, you know, stuff out of their nose and their face are all messed up, and you, know, you know what? And then sometimes they walk out jumping. I remember the couple at AUM. never will forget this. I had an office over at Monticello. Y'all remember when we had an office at Monticello, a few of you that were here? Yeah, it was, a, it was a beautiful place. And, uh, and, uh, and I remember th- th- this couple came in, and they were both lieutenant colonels. And I said, man, this is awesome. They came in and said, we're getting divorced. I said, no, you're not. They said, we are. And she pulled the divorce decree out of her pocket and said, here, we just want to know if you'd bless it. Oh, you don't know. I'm pro-marriage. I said, no, that's not God's answer. And I started sharing Christ. And I started sharing Scripture with her. And I got after her, and I got after him. He actually wasn't there. It was just her. She came by to share it with me. I said, no. And we began to walk through the scriptures. And I saw the spirit of God break her. And I saw her get that divorce decree back out of her purse. And she shredded it right in front of me. She put it in a garbage can. Her husband called me and said, what would you do to my wife? And you know what we did? Never will forget this. Donna knows this as long as I live. Our services used to be an hour and a half to hour 45 then. That was just the movement 20 years ago. It was pretty awesome. And uh, we got to the end of the service, and I said, all of you can get up and leave now, but there's a special act that we're going to do. This couple wants to renew their wedding vows today. God has healed them. I've never done a wedding right after service. It was so cool. And you know what it was all based on? The power of Christ in his word. And the church said, Somebody need to hear that. Just be encouraged, man, about what God does. See, I tell you this all the time, but I believe it. God's Word works. It works. When we understand the power of words and realize that we can choose what we think and speak, our lives can be transformed. You ought to write that statement on your worship guide. I don't know where you're going to put it because I didn't leave you a lot of room. Sorry. But this, this, this is a great statement understanding the power of my speech your speech and i get to choose what i think and speak about but when i choose the right way transformation and folks that's what it's all about in the glory at the end of the day that's the only reason i show up every weekend i want to see your life and my life transformed by jesus he's a good god isn't he just a few weeks ago man weeks how long has it been since david passed now about a month ago Man, I I still remember, every every time I pick up my Bible now, I think about David. David's like, man, that pastor had us hold up the Bibles. We had Bibles one day. I didn't have mine. He said, I went home and said, Glory, I'm finding mine. I ain't never been called again without my Bible in my hand. I said, that's awesome. Well, you know what? Here's what I think is better than that. Don't get caught without God's Word in your heart. And God, help us. I'm thinking about marriage here. I could talk about all that, but it's Psalm 17.3. Write this one down. This is a great verse. I have resolved that my mouth will not sin. Man, that's a hard one. And it's impossible without the strength of Jesus. But he tells us we can choose to do that. Listen to Proverbs twelve eighteen: Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the, t- the, the tongue of the wise brings healing. Psalm 141, 3. Oh, I've told you that one, sorry. Man, I just keep coming to that one because I love it so much. Not realizing that our mouths cause us to sin, that our reckless speech... I just want you to hear this real quick. Our reckless speech, my reckless speech, it leaves scars. You know, there's a divine recorder going on right now. God's recording the words and the thoughts that we have. Do you remember in the 70s we had a president in the White House? His name was President Richard Milhouse Nixon. And there was this big scandal around him. It's called Watergate. And it was all about, there was a recorder going, and he kind of forgot, and man, it busted him, okay? But, you know, we don't, hopefully you don't have, like, recorders running around, you know, like, man, I'm recording here. Hey, Pastor, I got one in my pocket every time we talk. We're recording everything. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. All the time, because I got a mic walking around pre-service. People go, hey, Pastor, is that thing on? I mean, because y'all get so nervous. I forget it's on, and people, I mean, sometimes people won't even talk to me when this is up. They're like, could you take that thing off, please? Thinking, what are you, what are you fixing to say? <laughs> And uh, although they don't turn it off sometimes when I sing, and I'll come in here, and they're preparing the podcast, and I'll be in my office, I go, what is, who's that God-forsaken voice? That is horrible. And I walk in, and it, it is me. I mean, Blake and them will tell you, it, it, I mean, it, it's bad. Man, I'm just singing to the Lord. I'm having a good time, but when there's nobody in this room but somebody running the sound tech, and you got me singing off-key, oh, it's horrible. God, please don't let those be in heaven, Okay getting defensive. Man, God, help us. Listen to this quote. I love it. It's not going to come up on the screen. I found it too late. Where the mind goes, the man follows. And it could also be said that where the mind goes, the mouth follows. What are you thinking about today? What do you think about your relationships? Because your mouth will end up following suit with that. And I just know that I need grace and you need grace and others need our grace and they need our blessings and they need our purity. And our talk's just not cheap. That's what i want to say today i guess about wise speech i don't want to get hung by my tongue and i do i don't want you to get hung by your tongue and you probably have but maybe hearing a message like this today is extremely practical i mean everybody can identify with it it's not like anybody's going i don't struggle with my speech well i bet every one of us do just some of us struggle more than others but don't worry, there'll be another sin that I'll preach on in the next few weeks, and you can struggle with that one, okay? Have you ever learned that? Sometimes people go, oh, yeah, the preacher, pre-, and I hear y'all yo, pastor's preaching up like, that's the dumbest topic. I wish my husband had been there. And then the next week, you don't say anything. You're just convicted, got your eyes down, and you leave quickly. I still remember that guy, one time he came to me, he goes, does my wife call you every Saturday night? he goes you stare at me the entire service you're always looking at me it's all about my sin and all my mess up he says it's just so it's just so condemning it just hurts i said it's called conviction he goes she didn't really call you i said would you get off the thing your wife is not calling me that's called the holy spirit he wants to change your life he goes okay found a new church no no he he he, i mean he dealt with like man this is this is tough psalm 1914 let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight O lord my rock and my redeemer you know i'm thinking today that might be a good verse jeremy if you you could come on that i i I got i've got literally 40 something more scriptures i could go through and some of you're saying man thank you jesus he's not going to go through them there's just so much in the word of god about our speech in the proverbs in the scriptures But the thoughts, as I'm wrapping it up, you and I just need to think before we speak. It helps us. We need to recognize that the power of our speech, of our words, it's incredible. With that power, we inspire and motivate people to live for Christ. With that same power, we destroy. We need to guard against gossip and slander. We need to guard against falsehood and lies. And then the one that I want to just focus on is we need to use our words to help people grow and heal so today i just pray you're going to walk out of here some of you are teachers and you're going to start a brand new school year and your words have the power to transform classrooms of kids and lives hallelujah you go back to work tomorrow and your words have the ability to change your office atmosphere you go back home and your word has the ability to transform the house in which you live it honors christ so let's pray together father by the spirit of christ i pray that you would give me and the ones that gather a transformed heart that reflects a tamed tongue touch our speech father convict us when we speak wrongly of others and Help us to give language that bears and honors the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to speak words that bring change and not destruction. Help us to speak words that bring healing and not death. Lord, we need you. And I pray that today maybe there would be somebody that would be open to respond to Christ, that they're far from Jesus, and they know that. That somehow they would just make a cry of their heart today saying, "Jesus, come near, come, come, Jesus, take me as I am, filthy and sinful and wicked, and cleanse me and make me new. Change my speech, O oh God. Change my heart. Give me a relationship that Jeremy talked about, Lord. You're inviting me into a relationship today. Lord, I want to say yes. I want to partake. Give me the grace and the courage to rise up in faith and to trust you completely. I will follow you all the days of my life. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Walk out of here with speech that'll lift high the name of Jesus. It'll lift high the name of your friend. It'll be hope. Give us hope-filled conversations till we meet again. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.